So when I'm out playing baseball and I'm out there with the bat and things and I'm running the bases, everybody looks at me like, Glenn, how can you say so calm and cool and not have a, just a bead of sweat on you? Well, I'll tell you, because I'm in shape, that's why. And I also use new sweat block, sweat block. It's for a man. I like it, too. It's sweat block. <laughs> All you have to do is just, uh, you know, it's a stick and it's a great. St- I use the stick. Uh, however, sweat block is really good for really, really sweaty people or people that, uh, you know, teenagers, you know, you. I don't know. I think you can even put it on your hands. Anyway, they're wipes. You put them, you know, you wipe your underarms uh, before you go to bed one night and then you don't have to apply anything for seven days. It's that effective. Also, in the stick formula, Sweatblock, you can find it on Amazon, or if you go to sweatblock.com, use the promo code BECK and save. And welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Friday, and I have had some real revelations uh, just in the last 24 hours. You know, yesterday I played the audio from the World Government Summit where all the leaders of the world met in Dubai, the World Government Summit, and I played audio clips from session number one, which happened on Wednesday. Are you ready for a new world order? Well, I posted those clips on YouTube yesterday, and YouTube taught me a lesson. And I have learned and changed, and I want to share that lesson with you because I think I've been wrong about so many things. It's Friday, America. We begin in 60. So here's an exciting thing that I don't think is going to lead to any problems. The state of Washington has decided that by the year 2030, uh, eight years away, they will completely ban non-electric cars. Now, I'd like to say that'll never happen. But every time, you know, uh, someone says those words, the universe says, hold my beer, will you? The bad news is this kind of thinking is catching on. It's already difficult and expensive to get your car repaired now. Imagine what it will be like when nobody's making car engines like they're making today. 
That's why you might want to get locked into a good car repair coverage price with CarShield, and that's exactly what happens. With CarShield, plans include coast-to-coast, roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement at no extra cost. They have literally helped millions of drivers, and that's why they're number one in uh, the car protection you know category here in america so please do yourself a favor get coverage today here's the best part when you do you'll lock in your price it will never go up so wait a minute when nobody has parts or chips i don't have to worry about paying extra nope not with CarShield. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10% now. CarShield.com slash Beck. You want to talk to a human on the phone about it? Call 800-391-8888. CarShield.com slash Beck. Deductible may apply. Oh, my goodness. Stu. Stu, 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 Stu. Glenn. Do you remember? Why is it just Glenn? One Glenn. I gave you a, quite an announcement there. Um, so, Stu. <laughs> Stu, 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 Stu. Uh, yesterday on the program, mm-hmm. you remember the audio of the World Government Summit and the woman that was speaking at the first session called, Are You Ready for a New World Order? I remember that, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we yeah. have that audio of her speaking? Here she is. And the title of this session, Are We Ready for a New World Order? Right. Well, the organizers here are nothing if not ambitious. This is, I think you will agree, a daunting subject for Uh discussion at just after 9 a.m. on a Wednesday morning here in the relative calm of Expo 2020. All right, we got it. Okay, so she goes on to talk about the new world order that is being created. It's daunting. It's big, especially at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Difficult to talk about a new world order at 9 a.m. Right. Mm-hmm. So really difficult for me to do it at any time because really? it's so expansive. Um, but anyway, I I posted those audio clips uh, and me talking about it um, in a very factual way yesterday on YouTube and YouTube flagged me. They flagged me. They flagged you for playing the clip? Well, for even saying the New World Order, they flagged me and they said the New World Order is a conspiracy theory. So they actually said that? Yeah, right here. See, look, put it up on the screen right there. Uh, The New World Order is a conspiracy theory, which hypothesizes a secretly emerging totalitarian world government. Now, I just want you to know it's not secret. They just announced it. On stage in front of world leaders. That's what they were talking about. So there's no secret to it. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. But <sighs> this is this is one of the reasons why uh, I've been harping on your book so much. The Great Reset, because look, there is a conspiracy theory called the New World Order, mm-hmm. and it is a conspiracy at times, yeah. certain people say all sorts of things that aren't true about it. Yeah, this and one you, is 100% true. Right. Well, we're just playing <laughs> their words. <We're, laughs> I know. It's not like we had a, they have a secret star chamber. It was on stage. Yeah, on a big stage. A big stage. Yeah, the same thing with Great Reset. You just search for the Great Reset on, on YouTube. Yeah. You might find all sorts of stuff. You need to know what the facts are. And the New World Order part of this, uh-huh. that has been used by conspiracy theorists for a long time to explain all sorts of crazy things. Okay. However, this is not that. <laughs> uh-uh. That's a, no. This is a different thing. So, what, were we on the air yesterday 
or were we off the air when you asked me, are they just trolling us? Hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. Were we on the air? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. So uh, Stu said yesterday on or off the air, uh, are they just trolling us by saying, are you ready for a new world order? Because they know what it means. And what was my response? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. They're using that because when you say a new world order, everybody rolls their eyes and like, oh, the conspiracy theory. And you're like, no, no, no. This one's real. This, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is what they're actually doing right now. And they know that. They know that. It is the New World Order has been a conspiracy theory for so long. That, I believe, is why they're calling it that. So nobody will pay attention. They can do it out in the open. And then their minions or the dopes at uh, YouTube will go, it's a conspiracy theory. So, so you were flagged. <clears throat> I was flagged. But then <clears throat> that's what I thought. You know, I like, oh, well, they're just saying. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute. Maybe I have all of this wrong. Mm. Maybe I have all of this wrong. And as I was thinking about it, I mean, I tossed and turned all night. And I thought, you know, if I have that wrong. Oh, my gosh, I have to get on the first thing because I always say I lead with my mistakes. I have to get on and do one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And also one of the most important things, you know, come on this program humbly before you and admit that I have been wrong. I'm just a man, you know, I have an ego just like any other man. Prick me. Do I not bleed? But I've made a point of always being truthful with you on what I see. And and when that changes, when I find that I've allowed myself to stray down a dark, dark path away from the light in which I believe God shines on the proper path. I have no choice other than to make it right. So today I'd like to start the show with a public apology to a man I've been wronging for literally, oh, almost two decades now. A man whose reputation I have helped sully and whose life I have no doubt impacted In a very stressful and negative way. I used to take joy in that, but no, not any longer. Because new information has landed on my desk. Yeah, I got it from YouTube. This is a conspiracy theory. And then it all started to unravel. So today, uh, I have to admit that what YouTube did blew all of my previous assumptions about one man to absolute smithereens. And so today I say, George Soros, I'm sorry. I'm very, 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 very sorry. Because I remember when I called you the king on the chessboard. And I said that Barack Obama and Michelle Obama were just pawns. Do you remember that? Or those times I referred to you as the puppet master or the head of the snake. I don't know what I was thinking when I said those things. Honestly, because all I have left at this point is honesty. George, I... I don't know, maybe it was a little bit of jealousy because you catch all the hot babes. Maybe it was me hiding behind anti-Semitism. I, I, I don't know, George. And I feel so bad about the head of the snake or the puppet master and all of that stuff. And, and it, oh my gosh. And then I thought, you know, I never even got around to calling you the devil's geisha, you know, or the, or the pe- poor man's skeletor or the wolf in wolf's clothing. I didn't even get a chance to call you pepperoni eyes. 
or the Reich man for the job, <laughs> or old Clawfoot. Hard to imagine, George, but it could have been worse. But I don't want that to taint, taint this apology. Gosh, I remember when I said that you were behind the collapse of Southeast Asian currencies, those countries that won't let you in without arresting you. Oh, my gosh. Talk about being wildly out of line. I think I must have relapsed into drinking there for a while when I said that because now it's just a total shameful blank to me. And all those times I talked about you wanting to destroy and then replace the capitalist system. Oh, glug, glug, glug. That's all I can say at this point. You know, at one point I talked about the nearly $30 million that you pumped into basically buying local district attorney spots and installing radical prosecutors for around 11% of the entire population. I ranted and I raved about the massive crime that's spiking in every city that you touched, all the while never realizing it was part of a bigger and better plan, George. You see, I didn't take into account that you clearly did in the wake of a movement to defund the police through the United States. You were giving those police something positive and important to do like anything else but police. I talked about a massive chunk of the 37 and a half million people now living under these Soros-appointed district attorneys, that they were minorities. 15% of the entire black population of America is living under one of those Soros-appointed attorneys. 16% of the entire Hispanic population I never once stopped to think, I never once stopped to think that maybe you just wanted to put all those poor, marginalized people under your massive billionaire's wing to protect them. That you were protecting them from all of the outside harm that could happen. Oh, George, I stoop so low to call you spooky dude, pepperoni eyes. And that's just unacceptable. I made fun of your thick, cartoonish, supervillain-esque accent, which was childish. I've often noted that the massive bags under your eyes make you look like the Emperor from Star Wars. In fact, I've compared you to him, I mean, for a lot of reasons. Gosh, I had even had the temerity to put your face on the cover of my latest book, The Great Reset, because... I genuinely thought you were a part of something that was going to destroy the American economy and bring our nation to its knees. Oh, George, 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 George. I was so blind to your true intentions until YouTube cleared it up for me. It's a conspiracy theory. I just couldn't see what you wanted to do was just to fold this entire free country up under that same rich, powerful billionaire wing just to protect it from itself. Oh, pepperoni eyes. I am a deeply flawed man, Mr. Clawfoot, but I am not above reproach. I am not above coming on this program before God in the world and admitting that I have gotten it all wrong. And if you can find it in that big, warm, American values-loving heart that I used to say didn't exist at all, forgive me. 
Forgive me. I'm even wearing my Team Klaus shirt today. I'm... Hang on, what? Uh, wait a minute, I'm... I'm getting, um... Wow, it's April Fool's Day. Uh, gosh. Uh... Pepperoni eyes. I'm sorry for the apology. I'm so sorry for the apology. I didn't know it was April Fool's Day. I'm such a fool. Okay, Relief Factor. Evelyn wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I was unable to walk further than one house away from my own. Now I'm feeling better than I ever did before. You can't put a price on feeling this good. I'm overwhelmed. Thank you so much. Evelyn, thank you for writing in. I love stories like this. I love people who just didn't think they could go on another day and their pain is gone from relief factor. Now, three week quick start developed for you. Nineteen ninety five. It's a dollar a day like a trial pack. I know of a woman who tried relief factor. She was literally on every hard narcotic that, you know, is legally prescribed to somebody and she hated her life and her husband was so he's like i lost my wife i mean i don't recognize her anymore she's just you know a zombie all the time but she's not in pain well she tried relief factor and i could not believe it but she got off all of those narcotics she hated him too she got her life back she and her husband came to me crying telling me this story it's relief factor, nineteen ninety-five, a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Try it for three weeks. If it doesn't work in three weeks, it's probably not going to work. But seventy percent of the people who try it go on to order more. Relieffactor.com. Eight hundred the number four relief. Eight hundred the number four relief. Relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Ten seconds. Station ID. Oh my. All right, uh, this portion of the program is brought to you by Weenies for Breakfast. You know, once in a generation, a t-shirt comes along that defies the odds. A t-shirt that gives the sideways glance to all the other t-shirts and says, hold my beer. I mean, that's actually not what the t-shirt says. It's just I'm using a metaphor there, hold my beer. Uh, would be saying to all the other t anyway this is the t-shirt that ascends the mount everest of rhetorical heights and dares to say not today woke world actually it's not written on the t i don't want to misrepresent this at all i'm just trying to give you the essence of the power of this t-shirt a t-shirt that says you can't handle the truth to a society shipwrecked on the jagged rocks of deception and just to be clear here i want to make sure that you know you can't handle the truth that's also not on the t-shirt because that's a very famous movie line and there'd be copyright issues and all kinds of i'm just i'm just saying you won't find another t-shirt like this how can you find another t-shirt in this century that says all that and more in a single word? Actually, rhetorical question there. It's dynamic. It's compelling. It's a t-shirt that can only be found for a limited time at weeniesforbreakfast.com. Go there today while supplies last and get your generation-defying t-shirt so you can stick it to the man. Or is it a woman? I'm not... 
Not really sure. That's weeniesforbreakfast.com. <sighs> that is actually available. It is actually available. Weeniesforbreakfast.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the only shirt that legal would approve. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I mean it it's based on the weenies. Uh, which is strangely a lot like the Wheaties cereal box. I hadn't noticed that. And uh, yeah, it has Leah Thomas on it. Uh, the uh, this is the breakfast of female champions mm-hmm. from Gender Mills. Um, anyway, the Wheaties for breakfast. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm surprised you ran it through the legal department. Yeah, they were, they were okay with it. Did, did you well. run it through the uh, good taste department? Uh, that that, that mm, one don't have that. We one. don't have that. We one. don't have. Ah, that one. yeah, shoot. Also, um. Pepperoni eyes? I, I don't. Pepperoni is eyes? Is this a new George Soros? Soros nickname? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I had considered you, it, but I never used it until today because I thought I don't want to call him pepperoni eyes, you know? Right. And I know you specifically were saying you did not want to call him that. Right. And I never did. I, well, that was just in the apology. That's true. Yeah. Because I, after you started calling him pepperoni eyes, I did Google his, his photo and, and he, he looks does, like he has pepperoni <laughs> <laughs> I never. I mean, I've always that may he, be another T-shirt. George Soros's face with pepperoni eyes, and just says, "Hold my beer, pepperoni eyes." I like that. I like that. But that would be wrong. That would be wrong, and right. probably anti-Semitic of you, Stu, to bring that up. I, you brought it up. I don't. I don't know. Uh, well, you, I you said know, I didn't want to bring it up, Mister uh, Defender of Israel Award winner. You brought yeah, well, that up. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, but it was only given to me. You know, by Benjamin Netanyahu. He was right. the guy who made what, the presentation. You know, he doesn't like the Jews. No, he no, hates the he's Jews. He's not a big so, fan. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, yesterday, Joe Biden uh, promised uh, the green energy savings $500 a month on average. All you have to do is buy a $55,000 green car. Yeah, no. What? What do you mean? No, no, that's not. It's definitely not five hundred dollars a month on average that I can tell you. No, not not true. No, that's not. Tr- that's he said it yesterday. Five hundred. Oh, he said it. Five hundred dollars a month on average. Mm. And all you have to do is buy one of these green cars that also help ensure that America creates millions of good paying union jobs. Mm. So don't buy the Tesla because those are not union jobs. Sure, he's way ahead. He's making all the electric cars people are actually right. buying. <laughs> right. right. But those are not good cars because they're not made by good union workers. All right. And you could save $500,000 a minute. If, if wow. You, yeah. Now, somebody might come out and walk that back, walk that back yeah, a yeah. little bit. But uh, <laughs> all right. Your identity and your money belong to you. You've worked hard to build up what you have. You'd like to keep it, no doubt. Travesty that there are people whose goal it is when they wake up in the morning to victimize people just like me and you by stealing our identities. Now, this is happening on a massive scale, and it's only getting worse. They can't catch everything. Nobody can catch everything. However, LifeLock is there, and they monitor the things. Better hang out of Okay, thank you. I'm sorry. Man, it is crazy here with... I'm allergic to stew. <laughs> anyway, uh, they, they can monitor... 
I'm in the Radio Hall of Fame. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> that is your policy at this point, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. It's like, I got the trophy. <laughs> what, are you, what else do you expect? Anyway, join right now, LifeLock. They will protect you, and if something goes wrong, they have the team to help you clean it up. Save 25% using the promo code BECK, LifeLock.com. That's LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK. Save 25% now. LifeLock.com. And make sure to pick up the new book, The Great Reset. It's available now at glensnewbook.com. Hey, I'm glad this story came out yesterday as opposed to April 1st. Yesterday was March 31st of 2022. And that marks the day that the New York Fed was legally required by the Dodd-Frank Act to release the names and amounts of institutions it made emergency repo loans to in the first quarter of 2020. Uh, The Fed's required to release all the information and data two years after it made the loans, uh, and they complied. Uh, I I mean, with some of it, with some of it. Let me explain. Do you remember in... January of this year, we told you the largest borrower in Q4 2019 pre-pandemic was a Japanese investment bank, Nomura Securities. They had a total of $3.7 trillion in borrowing from October through December of that year. Now, this was from the Fed compiled by by Wall Street. So, when you have a Japanese bank... In the last quarter of 19, you know, you got a lot of banks who are like, hey, hey, we're people, too. We're not just good. We're better than the Japanese. Uh, And that was that was a security. That's like uh, Charles Schwab. That's not really a bank. That's somebody that's helping you buy stocks and bonds. And they got behind the eight ball just a wee little bit of three point seven trillion dollars in December or the fourth quarter of 2019. Well, there was another bank, and this time, I mean, the French are proud, you know. There's a French conglomerate, a BNP, you know, and it says, hey, we are not going to let Japan make us look like we're not out of control, huh? BNP borrowed $3.84 trillion from the U.S. Federal Reserve, taking advantage of the 114 and 45 day term loans. Now, the Fed's data released yesterday is weird. Uh, it it only it only has released what they gave to these foreign banks and the money they printed for these uh, banks. But they just couldn't. Where did I put the data on how they paid it back? Did they pay it back? We don't know. Okay, we don't know. It was an emergency. Who writes things down? Now, if you've been a listener to the program and reader on the blaze for a while, the name BNP might sound familiar, but you have to go back into the time tunnel. Back in 2015, I reported that BNP had pled guilty to conspiring to violate the International Emergency Economic Powers Act and the Trading with the Enemy Act. And they paid $9 billion in fines to the U.S. Department of Justice. This is the largest fine a foreign bank has ever paid to the Department of Justice. 
Now, I covered that story seven years ago because of the trading with the enemy part. You know, wait a minute. Uh, BNP was uh, found to have helped launder tens of billions of dollars in illegal funds from nations under the security sanctions, including Sudan and Cuba. Uh, But the real reason I wanted to let you know about it was not Sudan and Cuba. It was because uh, BNP was the the primary money laundering customer. Iran, they were they were the they were the go to. Hey, how can we get these arms out and how can we, you know, launder all this money? Oh, we are here to serve you. We are friends. We are French. Be our guest. Be our guest. So they were just off being identified by the U.S., U.K., and E.U. authorities of being the world's largest state sponsor of global terrorism. Iran, like Russia recently, sanctioned with being cut off from the world's financial system, including SWIFT. Now, I don't know if you remember this. In 2014 and 15, the British Navy and the Israeli Defense Force captured and boarded a couple of Iranian ships that were carrying rockets and mortars and thousands of firearms to be delivered to the Palestinian terrorist organizations. Remember that in the Gaza Strip? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was BNP that was uh, helping them do that. Anyway, uh, they continued to help them and... uh, you know, and and Iran just reached out to BNP because they said, hey, be our guest. And what they did is they helped them sell weapons and uh, and oil all around the world by funneling the transactions through Cyprus, Cayman Islands, and then finally to U.S. banks, which is weird because that's the exact route that Hunter Biden's payments went to help dear old dad. So they paid nine billion dollars uh, and then. In 2020, they needed 3.8 trillion in emergency loans just to stay afloat. And uh, let me give you again, 3.8 trillion dollars. Did they go to the IMF? No. The World Bank? No. The EU Central Bank? Because that would be the bank that should do it. No. No, they came running to Uncle Sam to bail them out. Uh, so they got that uh, 3.8 trillion dollars. It's good for an investment of only $9 billion that they paid us. You know, hey, we'll scratch your back. You scratch ours. Give us $9 billion because you were trading with the enemy, and we'll give you $3.8 trillion. I mean, I think that's a pretty good deal. Now, let me go back. Remember I told you uh, Nomura Securities, like the Japanese Charles Schwab, and in December they needed, what was it again, Stu? It was uh, uh, 3.84. Okay. No, wait, wait. No, that was the other one. Oh. Anyway, it was like, yeah, here it is. Three, $3.7 trillion they, they borrowed the last quarter of 2019. <sighs> that should take care of things, right? Now, nope, nope. The very next month, they needed another $2.7 trillion. So the Japanese, one securities firm, Needed 6.4 trillion brand new crisp dollar bills. And uh, you add that to the French and you've got, what about 10 and a half trillion? Okay, two banks. Uh, Those are the ones we know about because we had to be told about them because of Dodd-Frank. That is really nice. That is really, really, really nice. Really, really, really nice. By the way, 
Do you know how much leverage the Fed has over foreign governments, institutions, financial markets? Do you now get why stocks and equities just don't ever seem to go down no matter how bad the news gets? Who's propping up those markets? You know, who's doing that? I just can't figure it out. By the way, the uh, Federal Reserve is the largest creditor in the world. That's a gross understatement. If you want to understand what comes next with programmable Federal Reserve digital currency and the Fed's outright promotion of ESG systems. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think do you think these countries are going to say no to us about any of that? When we've loaned them all. And when you look at the price of meat and you wonder, why is my dollar not going so far? Yeah, it might be. It might be that. It might be that. You know, the the official balance sheet now of the Federal Reserve says they own nine trillion dollars. You're going to love this in mostly mortgage backed securities. Ah, Isn't that great? Nine trillion dollars. And since the pandemic, some unknown quantities of private securities like corporate bonds, but we don't know. And that implies since 2008, the Fed has only injected nine trillion dollars by printing currency and buying assets. If we really want to understand what's driving inflation and how deeply the Fed has embedded itself in the global financial system, you have to understand the size and scope of these loans. They're not part of the Fed's balance sheet. Okay? Not part of it. And you know what's really weird? Is I didn't know that the Fed began buying stocks. Did you know they were buying stocks? Yeah, they have BlackRock helping them invest their money. This is why our country is upside down financially. This is the game. And then we listen to people like the uh, CEO of BlackRock, who uh, just yesterday was saying the arrogance of some Americans, these younger Americans, they've never really seen trouble and they should brace for it because there's really bad financial trouble, the likes of which we've never seen. And I'm not sure that Americans are strong enough for it. You piece of garbage. You're you're the ones that are raking in the cash. You're the ones that are raping the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is now partnering with you in the Great Reset because that's the net you want to catch all of us in. We can't afford housing because you buy up whole neighborhoods at 50 to 100% more than the asking price. And you telling us, you're warning us that times are going to get tough. Oh, thank you. This sort of reminds me of a period of my life, Glenn, when I got a credit card mm-hmm. and and I, I maybe put some purchases on that credit card. Right. Right. Yeah. And then I thought, I should get another credit card because if you have that first credit card it gets filled up, yeah. you can't use it anymore. Correct. So you get a new credit card uh-huh. and then you can buy things on that. Uh-huh. And when I got that second credit card, 
in the mail. Uh-huh. I got these things for my convenience. For your convenience. Called convenience checks. Holy cow. Now, convenience checks, that sounds incredible. What, it's what, so how convenient. How convenient was it? It was yeah. very convenient. Because what I did with the convenience check is I wrote it out like a normal check, and then I wrote it to the other credit card company to make the payments on that so card. So you paid off. You were responsible. Responsible. I paid you off. paid it off. Good for you. And then I noticed... That the apartment I was living in uh-huh. was requiring a payment monthly for me Holy to stay there. So you paid for that with a convenience, convenience check. Oh, my God. Because it was so convenient. It was much more convenient than having the money to pay yeah. for the bill. I would just take these convenience checks and then I would never have to pay. And then you know what I did? I opened another card. And they sent me convenience checks, too. Holy cow. I, You know what? We're up against a network break, but I don't think I have to ask you how this all ended. Oh, it's, it was as convenient. well as it was very convenient. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to turn out as well as it is for America. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, so. I, thank you for bringing us into the weekend on a Friday <laughs> with that happy news. America, all you need is a Fed convenience, convenience check. check. All right. Let me tell you about Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile. Uh, you know, they do a lot of great things. They save you money. Some people save about half on their phone bill. Um, they have the same great service. Uh, they have all different kinds of plans. One that will afford, you know, that you can afford. They have the best customer service out there. They're the only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They fight for, uh, the first amendment, second amendment, all the amendments. I mean, they're actively engaged in communities. They are great. That's, that's definitely true. What did you say? Oh, sorry. That, uh, that is definitely true. Uh, they, in fact, uh, they don't tell you about half the stuff they're doing. No, they don't. They, they show up. They just up, do it. They just do it. You see them working out in the communities, like working on these issues. They were in your community, weren't you? Yeah. You didn't, it, you didn't that's know. what made me think of it. My wife was working on something uh, and, uh, you know, a local issue. And they were just there. It was like a school board issue. And they were just there. They're there making phone calls. The people who work for Patriot Mobile were there doing they're, that. They're amazing people. They really are. They really believe in what they're doing. They're providing great service for you. And then they're actually in the trenches serving. Uh, it is PatriotMobile.com slash back. We got to stick together. Hang together or hang separately. And don't forget, I'm on Team Klaus. Uh, 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation now with the offer code BECK. Do it now. Switch. Because one of the things they're not doing is uh, putting their money towards abortions like Verizon. Or they're not firing workers uh, that aren't vaccinated like T-Mobile. Join them now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. Hey, welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. A couple of things. Uh, Biden has announced the use of the Defense Production Act to produce metals needed for batteries. So uh, that's great. This is great. Really, really, really great. Um, This is, you know, the use it or lose it policy. Hey, we need these metals. You're going to do it or we're just going to take it. So that's great. Mm. This is what the they wanted Donald Trump to do during covid to tell the uh, the 
pharmaceutical companies exactly what to do. Instead, he said, I didn't need to do that. I just called them and asked them. Um, but Most, th- yeah. this is, again, another fascistic uh, thing to do. Um, also, he's going to tap the strategic petroleum reserve. This is unbelievable. Uh, One hundred million dollar uh, million barrels from its full capacity. It will drop thirty two percent. That's good. Well, that's there's good. no reason we might need it anytime soon. That's, no, that's it's not like we're on the eve of war. We criticized George W. Bush in a period where we didn't, you know, we were obviously we had our share of battles going on as we've had for a very long time here. But it was unlike the situation we're talking about in Russia now that could spiral out of control at any moment. And we bashed George W. Bush for going into those strategic oil reserves. That's not what they're for. for. Obama did the same thing and we criticized him. And but this is. This, this is, makes both of those decisions look incredibly brilliant in comparison. Yeah, this is we are in the middle of a a conflict that could spiral out of control at any moment. We have NATO bordering countries uh, who are having they're having missiles land 15 miles from the border of a NATO country. And we are like, ah, this is a good time to see. You know, let's see if we can lo- lower gas prices by three cents. And get rid of our strategic oil reserves. It's insanity. Well, the good news is... Especially when you could, by the way, Glenn, just get rid of the taxes. Now, like, that is a question. Well, economically, there's questions about that po- type of policy. But you could immediately lower the price of, of, of gas by getting rid of the taxes. And then not, and still have the strategic yeah, oil but reserve. Don't, but you don't have the oh. imminent destruction of the country, you know, at the end of it. Uh-huh. You know, you just That's add the to the policy. debt, okay. mm-hmm. which could take us, you know, a year before mm-hmm. we collapse under all of that stuff. <laughs> right. This is, as soon as you get rid of the strategic oil reserve, then all of our ships and aircraft carriers and planes, they can't fly. So that could happen. Oh, anytime. The Glenn Back Program.